You're tuned in to the biggest balls of them all. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast. We got sports and comedy for that ass. You about to go downtown, bitch, on the only podcast that sports platinum and brunette chicks. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast, you dig? Welcome, everybody, to the Playing with Balls podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Lee, and we are coming at you from Santa Monica, California, uh, post NFC championship and AFC championship. And Go I, birds! I've got my Philly bros here, as you can hear. Um, Tommy to my right. How we doing? What's up, Philly? Go birds! You guys believe this shit? I do. I believed it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. And Tyler. Hello. How's everybody doing? We're good. Go birds! <laughs> Go birds! <laughs> you, you know what? I I know. I can't believe it. Like like getting right into it. Like thirty eight to seven. That's crazy. Mostly because nobody scored like that on the Vikings all season. You know what I mean? No, I mean I can't believe just the whole everything that happened in that game. <laughs> anyway, like what? Like I, I, it's the best defense in the league. Apparently, we scored thirty-eight points on them, so I'm still in shock. And it's been like two days from now, you know. Yeah, uh, I'd like to back up to the, just the Atlanta game first because we haven't discussed oh, yeah. this at we all. Yeah, we haven't I mean, talked about the Atlanta game. I, I, we had a lot of problems that game. It got scary, but you know we still edged it out. And I thought Minnesota was going to be a similar type of game. Uh, but I got to say, every day for the past three weeks, I have woken up, looked in the mirror, and said, Nick Foles is an assassin. <laughs> Trying to convince myself it was true. And God damn it, it was. I love watching these guys get a second chance and come out and fucking make something of it. Yes. Especially him, too, you know? We yeah. drafted him, and he, he just comes back to us and does this, like, miracle run. And you know what, Tommy? You do believe that because i've received texts from you every day um that say nick Foles is an assassin and tommy's also been adapting this like this like i don't is, is this a racist thing to say like native american tongue no no it's, uh, you never know what you can say anymore it's, it's just a form of spirituality all i'm saying is i'm not getting into it with people about the game and what, what the outcome is going to be and if we're going to kick your ass or get our asses kicked i'm just saying it's up to the great eagle in the sky Yes. You gotta watch yourself now. Apparently, uh, how everybody's saying, like how bad our fan base is. You know, everybody's scared of us. So you gotta watch what you say if you're an Eagles fan. Well, yeah. you know, I think, I think, yeah. I've, I've gotten I, a lot of battery emoji texts. <laughs> you know, I have. I was really kind of pissed, and it actually, I actually saw red at one point um, <laughs> when our friend Brooke texted me because it was like the icing on the cake. Uh, she's a New York Giants fan, and I we we come off. I literally, you guys, I went home, I'll just preface this, from, I was at your house, Tommy, um, for the game on Sunday, and I went home, and I literally watched the game again, um, from start to finish, just because, like, awesome. I was just, like, so excited about it, and yeah. I was, like, amped, I wasn't tired yet, I was just trying to, uh, you know, like, sober myself up a little bit before I passed out, and I'm so, I'm, I'm like, that excited about it, I'm just, like, posting Insta stories, like, yay, whoopee, and all these people just like people i don't know people i do know um started mess sending me messages whether it be like on facebook or instagram or text just like real dick messages like you know whatever like about the patriots like are gonna win and i'm just like like one dude sent me something a guy who's trying to date me was it said um hey i don't know a lot about sports but i know like the patriots are gonna win it's just like science haha and i was like 
that's the most retarded thing anybody could ever say to me and do not ever text me again. And, and this guy's trying yeah, to hook up with you. That's bad. And then he wrote back, ha ha. And I was like, I'm not kidding. I don't go out with retarded people. Yeah, that's a terrible pickup line. Yes. Yeah, well, he didn't realize, but he, he does. I mean, obviously, like, that was just an asinine comment. He doesn't know, like, that maybe he thought I was, like, some dumbass that, that's like, a, that's whatever. That's cutesy grade school shit. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, people were like, like, oh, don't get too excited yet because you guys are going to lose. So I was a little bit kind of thinking, you know, I get that our fan base is obnoxious. I get it. But I don't, but I represent me. And I'm a Philadelphia fan. And the people that know me, um, maybe they don't like the Eagles. But it's like, dude, I don't think our, our fan base goes and starts, like, uh, fucking with people after they've won games. Like, that's just mean, you know? I think no. a lot of people just don't want them to win, and that's what it is, well, you know? And that kind of goes outside of our fan base, but I think, right. you know? But the main thing, the reason why that this is happening is we always have the stigma of this type of, like, hard-nosed fan base. It's a, it's a media uh, deploy that they're trying to do right now. They're trying to make us look like a villain. I mean, in retrospect, it's actually it's actually beneficial to us because people are actually scared to come to our stadium. They really think we're like standing outside <laughs> a parking lot. It's like waiting for a fan to come out. Like I'm going to kick his ass right when he gets out of the car. Like that's not, it's not what happens. Most of the time that you see on like these like things popping up, if you ever notice, I mean, the throwing the beers at the, the Vikings fan was kind of messed up. But <laughs> mo- most of the time, if you ever Thank notice. You for, yeah, that's. You punch yeah, one man. police horse. And, yeah. yeah. But, like, and, and where was that police horse's vest cam? I know. <laughs> Maybe he was talking shit that like, right. There's always going to be asshole fans like that in any type of, any, any venue. I went to, I mean, the Clemson game. I remember Clemson, South Carolina played the uh, South Carolina fans. We're throwing beer bottles at the players when they're walking in the tunnel. But you don't hear anything about that. You just hear about uh, Philly fans, like, you know, going around doing stupid stuff, you know. I but got sprayed with a water gun once by, uh, by a Gamecock. So, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> just for being a Clemson fan. and There's a bad joke in there somewhere. I'm yeah. going to leave it be. Yeah. I, I tried to come up with it for four years in college, but it was like, whatever. Yeah. Because they were willingly the cocks, so it's like, how do you make a joke off that yeah, when you're like, I'm a cock? Well, you know, because you, you already dropped the water gun. It's just we don't need to that. Yeah. It was soda gun, to be fair. Yeah. It was Diet Coke. Um, well, about well, if I could jump in real quick about these, uh, the fan base thing. You know what? I don't give a fuck. Fuck these cowards. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. They can't take a joke. Fuck them. So we get a little rowdy. I mean, you know, I understand, you know, hey, People were intimidated to go to the Dodgers games, uh, you know, for that fan base. Um, the Philly, the same way. I understand it is what it is, but yeah, I, I'm okay with being the villain. I'm okay with being the underdog, you know, and it it usually helps us out. <laughs> but I do find it funny that, um, you know, much like when we moved out to California, the way people out here think about the ghetto, and they're like that's not the ghetto. Well, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like Philly, and they're like Philly. It's uh. You know, Phil, you guys are, you know, it's it's so dangerous to go in there. It's, it's like, not at all. You know, it's, you know no, yes, I mean, we have our problems, but who doesn't? You know? Now, I want to address, no, sir, I completely agree with you. And I want to address, we do have a reputation for a reason. And I do think, yes, we are definitely more exposed when anything happens because it's like, oh, typical Philly. Like, ever since Snowballs at Santa Claus, then it was, then people still bring up oh that time somebody threw an aluminum beer can at ryan howard like you know and then <laughs> punching a police horse i mean yeah, none of this and- stuff helps and also there was a lot of 
stuff posted on like Snapchat and Twitter of like Minnesota fans got their hats torn off their head and thrown in the urinals at the game and um, lots of beer. Anything they were they were basically saying anything that a Philadelphia fan could find that they were throwing at them. But I also so that's not great. But I also do want to. Uh, um, uh, give you guys some information because I did my research because I'm thinking we're not the only passionate fans, uh, right? There's, there's however many other teams in the league and they have passionate fans too. So I want to, I wanted to see sort of how we paired up against other fans. And this is what I learned. And I did, this isn't just like one article. I, I read this in many places, but this was the one I liked the most. We're definitely the most obnoxious fans, but we're not the most violent because what I learned was the West Coast actually um, is the highest, uh, has the highest um, violence for American sports fans with like multiple stabbings reported at games in San Diego and San Francisco. And the number one place for fan arrests, guess. What do you guys think it I is? Thought it was, I thought it was San Diego. I was going to say San Diego. No, that's stabbings. I would say. Okay. okay. I, I was going to say San Francisco. So, like and that's, that's, that's also stabbings. Sa- San Francisco and San Diego. Um, uh, okay. But the number one place for uh, fan arrest, you said Oakland. T, what do you say? Oh, Oakland was a good one. Um, you say Oakland too? Um, yeah, I'll say Oakland too. New York Giants games lead uh, the league in really? fan arrests. Yeah, I knew. I, I knew it was like that, that I did not know that. Yes. So when you talk about because <laughs> so many well, Eagles fans go I mean, <laughs> I was going to say I was going to say Cowboys, but most of their fans are from Dallas, so that wouldn't make any sense. So. <laughs> you know what? Da- I I I don't think Dallas fans are. I just think they're annoying, but I, I, well, I think they, they talk a lot the of shit. One. But they're I just thought that, I thought it was interesting that, and I think I think Oakland gets lumped into when they say like the Bay Area. Right. right. Um, yeah. They're saying Oakland right, right. and San Diego, though. I mean, San Diego, like Chargers fans are stabbing people. Like that's crazy. I didn't. I, who would have known? But that's just statistics, man. I didn't make that up. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they moved out of San Diego. <laughs> There's not even a team there anymore. They're still stabbing that's, people. That's, that's the reason. They're just going to the stadium and killing people. That's, that's the reason. It's actually they're actually Padres fans. Oh, Padres. Well, they they actually didn't specify for for uh, California. They didn't specify that it was football. They only specified football for the most fan arrest New York Giants. So okay. that that excites me. So Giants fans can suck it. Well, you know, I'm, I had an encounter today with a Giants fan who told me all, to, all Tom Brady every morning for the next two weeks, man, fuck the Eagles. And I said, bro, I don't understand that because I thought we commonly hated Brady and the you know Patriots together. Yeah. You know, in the way you hate somebody that you got are forced to respect. Right. But, you know, but you hate him. And but then I realized they pulled two Super Bowls up their ass against Brady. We're still upset about 04, you know, Jacksonville, yeah. you know, and. And so they they don't know what it's like to be bitch smacked by uh, Brady's dick. Do you really think that that's why they <laughs> yeah, don't want no, the Eagles to win, though? No, I mean, no, because they want to hold that over us that we never got a championship. But well, they no, did. yeah. Most most fan bases don't Bowl. want us to win because they don't want us to have a Super Bowl. Right. That, most yeah. of the people coming out with all this stuff is Giants and Eagle are Giants and Cowboys fans because they know if we win a Super Bowl. That's going to change their whole argument. Even if they do have more Super Bowls, it doesn't matter. We're more relevant. 
and, we won the Super and Tyler Bowl. and I know a lot of Dallas and Giants fans that talk a lot of yeah. shit all year round, too. Yes, yes, exactly. So, I, I, I was under the assumption that any underdog, especially if it's a fellow NFC East team, going against Brady and the Pats, that we were all in the same boat here. Yeah, I mean, we're all underdogs <laughs> I mean, going I, against them. You know, I, you know, I, remember, I, I don't like the Giants, but when they were against Brady in the Super Bowl, nice to see the underdog prevail. You know, but hey, that's okay. I'm not worried about it because it's off to the great eagle in the sky. <laughs> You're it's right. Ride the Karen Swins, you know. I mean, <laughs> this is Nate. This is a spiritual Tommy coming out. Where I, I texted him the other day. Any problems with anybody? Well, when I texted you the other day, and I was like, I'm nervous and excited, and you were like, for not to be nervous. <laughs> And uh, or whatever you said, and but I I do think that there's a lot of mojo and like good vibes on the on the Philly side. You know, last week on the podcast I had Ava Graham, who's on WIP, um, on the podcast, and that was after the Falcons win, and she was kind of just talking about the vibe of the city, like the people calling in every morning in Philly on the on radio talking, and the excitement that they have, and the fact that I think we're in a rare position with our fan base where we we would have been okay if like we didn't beat the Vikings. I mean, sure we would have been disappointed, but I think all of us united in the consensus is we would have been proud. Um, and we would have been like, you know what? That was a great season, no matter what happened. So typically I think all of us are used to like disappointment and being like, Oh fuck the Eagles almost because right. of, of, you know, the, they pull on our heartstrings. So there's a kind of a different vibe this year where it's like, wow, they exceeded our expectations as fans. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and Wentz, I mean, come on, man. We were on the freaking train. When he was healthy, we were yeah. we were going for it. And everybody felt yeah. good about it. And everybody was on the bandwagon. People around the country agreed. As quickly as they agreed that once it was Foles, that we were fucking done. We were done for. Everyone counted us out. And I think we Except even, for us. We, well, while we still believed and were hopeful, yeah. we still also... Yeah, we weren't angry because we understood but... like, hey, shit happens. Like, you gotta right. eat that one. What can you do? Right. But so that's why these these wins are even more profound. Well, let's talk <laughs> about. It feels so much better when every announcer picks the other team. I, well, I know <laughs> yeah. that's the crazy part is that we. I think that actually helped us, Tommy. Like, uh, and T being underdogs going into both of these games. Like, we were number one seed going into the Falcons game, right? Home field advantage, best record in the regular season. People will say we tied the Vikings, but that doesn't count because it doesn't. we didn't care that we lost the Cowboys game. Anyway, and we were – and what was the – what was Atlanta, number but, six seed? Yeah, both games we were three-point underdogs. Yeah, and that's crazy to me, yeah. but I think that's better because – our what's their what's the Eagles' chance? We're we've all, we're all we got. We're all we need. You corrected me because I think probably I said, probably something they, like that's that. That's what their huddle is. We're oh, all we okay. got. Oh. We're all we need. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, whatever. I just, I just want one of those dog masks. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of scary. Was awesome. Um, but you know, so I think that being the underdog helps us, and I also think. Like, okay, let's talk about Nick Foles, like, in this last game. Because that's obviously been a concern after, even after the Falcons. Like, he had a, he had a good march down the field when we played the Falcons. But he was phenomenal. Like, I'm just so, phenomenal I'm, this past week. I'm so confused. Uh, was that Nick Foles or was it Carson Wentz? Because it literally reminded me of Carson Wentz. Are you in the bathroom right uh, now? The, what, me? Yeah. 
Uh, I'm in an empty room. Maybe that's it. <laughs> it's okay. Just mute us when you flush. Yeah. I'm in a room of emotion over here. Right? <laughs> a glass case of emotion. Yeah, no, I like that. So, but go ahead, T. No, but what I'm saying is it, he, I, like, literally brought me back to Carson Wentz playing out there. Some of the things that he did out there literally reminded me of Carson Wentz. Like, he's shedding tackles. He's dipping out and then throwing a deep ball to Alshon Jeffrey for a touchdown out of nowhere like he's a, magi- like he's a like magician out there. I couldn't believe he placed that ball where he was placing it. I know. It. And, and, you know, we even dropped one or two, and it was like, guys, you got to back him up here. I know. <laughs> that flea, him there. But that flea flicker play? Uh, like, oh, that was that throw was awesome. It was that, was that was, I think, Torrey Smith's touchdown, wasn't oh it? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, that was a money throw. There was, like, the smallest possible window. I don't know how he caught that and scored that touchdown. That was a great play. He was putting it in their hands, and he was throwing it down the field. And, I mean, I think all the things we know he's capable of when we've seen him at his best, he did in that game. Like, he brought it. And so I I – I don't know. I mean, I was just, yeah. I mean, it gives me chills. That's why I rewatched the game. So I heard, well, I, I heard we have top. Um, he got the stat of top NFC championship quarterback rating. Really? Over Joe Montana. Oh wow. my god, that is fucking awesome! And he's a backup, goddamn quarterback. You know? That's that, crazy. I mean, I'm just, Seven touchdowns just, in a single game. What was that? 2013. What was that? Yeah, he, he tied the record for that. Yeah. So the guy's now, got it in him. I was um I was a little um like optimistic, you know, going into the game after the Patriots won. I'm like, I think we're gonna win, but then you know we got to play the Patriots after his play. If he plays anything near that game against considerably the best defense in the NFL, we have a hell of a shot now. Yeah. I, oh man, how scary was that first drive with Minnesota? Uh, I, went, I that, missed it, remember? Yeah. You know, I'm always late. It wasn't even the first drive. It was the it was their second drive, too. If that interception didn't happen, this game would be completely different. After that interception, I don't remember Minnesota doing well at any point no, no, the, like, yeah, the, the rest of the game. No, they looked like a JV high school team after that. I mean, the se- the I'm second, not even being rude. No, I, that interception changed the momentum fully. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I just – a minute and 54 seconds left in the set first half, and I was like, all right, let's just get three here. They got ten. Well, I said, <laughs> no, fuck that, let's get seven, yeah. and then we ended up getting three more. Yeah. But, like, I – here's what I – so I um, – was like 10 minutes late and already I came into Tommy's house and our friend Dante's shaking his head at me and I'm like what you don't is it because I'm wearing a jersey and I was supposed <laughs> to wear my dirty shirt or we're like what's your problem he's like they already scored I'm like they already fucking scored I have I, I, like I didn't even know I was late really because me being 10 minutes late is like on time for me <laughs> and so I ended up so I said to both you guys, I said, should I change into, because I've been wearing this this one long sleeve shirt that says Fly Eagles Fly, and it stinks. And especially after we were in the sports bar and the, for the Falcons game, it was like real hot and dark in there, sweaty shirt. And I, <laughs> I was saying, should I wear that? And then I brought it with me because I just got this Jenkins jersey this week, and I felt like that was a sign because it was like one of those jerseys that you order from China and then you never really know if you're going to get it. And it came this week, so I'm like, I feel like it's a sign I need to wear that. So I'm wearing the Jenkins jersey, Vikings score, so I'm like, crap, I need to change my outfit. So I go and I into Tommy's bathroom and I put on the smelly shirt and then I put the Vikings jersey over top of it and then 
I feel like I mean, oh shit, did I just say that? Yeah. I meant I meant Jenkins jersey. I'm sorry. I'm getting real into my. I put the smelly shirt underneath the long sleeve, and then I put the Jenkins jersey yeah. over top. And the what I meant to say was the Vikings just fell apart. So I really give myself a lot of credit Not sure. for the outfit that I wore. That is why we won the game. And why we did what we did. Keep it, keep it on. Don't to be fair, you wore Tommy Tropicana. I did. I did keep. Uh, you know, at this stage of the game, for us, like I said, I I believe there is nothing that we can do superstition wise that will make or break us. I believe it's all up to the great eagle in the sky, and all we can do is just believe, sit back, and enjoy, and it'll, we'll hopefully get what we want. But. I did still put on my green boxers, and I did still put on my Tommy Tropicana shirt. Believes, yeah, no. So I think there is something to be said about it. Oh, I also wore my unwashed dreidel socks because they help. <laughs> so I got that Jewish luck in there. And then Tyler, what do you so so? What do you do for superstitions for the Eagles? Um, so mine was it actually happened last year, but I didn't wear the jersey as much uh, just because. I was pissed off at Nelson Aguilar, but I bought a <laughs> Nelson Aguilar, I bought a Nelson Aguilar jersey, uh, his number seventeen original jersey, and then you know started this year. Even the first game, guys, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna bring it back, um, you know, start wearing it again, even though he changed his number to number thirteen. And every single time that I've worn that jersey this year, they've either um, blown out a team. Um, it's undefeated. They've blown out a team, and um, either Nelson Aguilar or Alshon Jeffrey has a big game because now Alshon Jeffrey's number 17. Oh, that's a good one. There you go. So I like the fan superstitions. I I, I did a little like Facebook poll to see uh, what some other people's um, superstitions or rituals are for the games because I I love I love and I don't think it's just for the Eagles, but um, funny enough, only. Philadelphia people. I even specifically said in the instructions, um, this is not just for Philly sports fans, just because I'm a I'm an Eagles fan, like anybody. But only Eagles uh, fans responded. So I, obviously, we're the most superstitious. Um, in addition to the most obnoxious, I don't know. Well, an, another thing that I I don't I never gamble on the Eagles in this season. I started betting on them again, and uh, it's worked out. I you know knew when to stay away, and uh, now you come back and just roll the dice for fun. And uh, go birds. Well, you know what? Go birds. Uh, the funny story about that. Um, your wife, fiance. I always think you guys are married, Monica. I don't need any fucking government to tell me who my family is. All right, is. whatever. <laughs> well, your your life your life partner. I, I think I think by California state law we would be the civil union. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't that. I don't know if civil union exists. But anyways, so she even said we're, something. She's like, man, I it. she's like, man, I wish Tommy bet on this game. I was like, he did, and she was like, no, he didn't. I was like, yeah, he did. She goes, he bet on this game. I was like, oh shit, you didn't hear that from me. And, and then I was like, oops, I don't, did I get Tommy in trouble? No, no, it wasn't a greedy bet because I was in the hole, and I only bet enough to get me out of the hole not to win anything. So it wasn't worth talking about. Yeah, I hear you. I see. Oh, okay. See, here I thought I was getting you in trouble because no, she's no. like, he's betting on again. But um, so, and also I met a random guy uh, last week. This is my, and this is why I like the whole superstition thing. So I met a random guy last week. He was wearing a Phillies hat. So I just like went up to him and was like, oh, birds, whatever. And we got to talking or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm real excited for this weekend. He goes, you know what? I can't even talk about, you know what? He goes, and I was like, yeah, well, you know, I forget what I was saying. I'm like, I'm going to wear my dreidel socks and my dirty shirt and like blah, blah, blah. He goes, you know what? I still blame myself for Carson Wentz going down. 
And I'm like, that's really funny because I feel like all Eagles fans are yeah. like that. Like, here's a guy I just meet on the street and he's blaming himself personally because he probably wore like the wrong hat that day. Um, so I have a couple others. Most Sound, of them are my sounds family. Sounds like an asshole to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you what, fucked up Wentz? Come on, dick, you know? <laughs> um, so I have uh, so I have a couple others that I wanted to read you guys about like just like just other like things other people are doing uh, okay. to keep the mojo going. So Kathy from Philadelphia's husband okay. uh, won't take down the Christmas tree. Oh, I also, oh, that's wow. my other one. I forgot. Hey. Um, and he so, makes his whole family eat the same dinner every Sunday. Damn right. It's still Christmas. And, you know, <laughs> traditions are good. <laughs> so that's, what that's, hap- good that's what's like happening that in Kathy's household from um, Pennsylvania. Um, I wonder what the dinner is, though. Oh, it's pizza and wings oh. every Sunday. Who's bitching? Oh, that's not that's not a bad. I know. <laughs> dinner and a half. And I feel like he's. I feel like this. This is probably Kathy's husband. What Kathy's husband's way of just getting to eat pizza and wings for a while. Right. So Kathy's like, oh. no, we're not doing that anymore. Um. Okay. I also wanted to mention. I also haven't taken my Christmas tree down either because I've prayed to it a bunch. So I can appreciate that, Kathy. Yeah. And and uh, go birds. Okay. So uh, Dan Bauman, which is our. Uh, Dan Bauman Sr., which is our brother-in-law, uh, he he is father to little Danny Bauman. DB. His is he refuses to buy the jersey of an active player. Okay. And then my sister says uh, my sister says the same thing. That's also her superstition, probably because they're married, and she only wears Do- she said she's only wears a Dawkins jersey until Sproles retires. Um, and then uh, my dad. John Zavorsky said his superstition is every time a game is playing, he has to turn on every single TV in his house. Okay. Um, It's not just so he can watch it, I guess, when he moves from room to room. Um, I guess that's just a superstition. I don't know. You have to draw upon all the electricity. Yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of is true because that, that one Christmas we played Dallas, every TV in our house was on. Um, and you could pick our house wasn't like that big, but you could pick several rooms. Remember that T where you could watch the game yeah, yeah, in the yeah. West Effort house. I was, probably, I was probably a part of that to turn every TV on anyway. But we but. could have all just stayed in the same room. But for some reason, we split up. My whole family split up into like three different rooms, I guess, just because there were three TVs going. So the that's goal, really a thing. Yeah, the goal is if in, you know, when the Eagles are at home, if you could draw enough power away from the stadium, mm-hmm. there'll be a second delay on that instant review on any play. They might want to throw the challenge flag. And that's the goal. That's a that's an interesting theory. Yeah, that's interesting. Pat yes, came up with it ninety six. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Um, okay, and we've got one more from Khalil Mack, who is actually someone that I'm not related to, other than Kathy's husband, um, and he is a Philadelphia based comedian, and he says. He switches jerseys during the game, depending on how well the team is doing, while he wears that particular jersey. Also, he's, he wrote, also, I don't watch important games at a place where their win-loss record isn't favorable. If the Eagles are 0-3 when I have watched at your place, can't watch a playoff game there. Fair. Wait, this, is, this, is, this isn't the Mac that is on Oakland? Because they have the same name. Khalil Mack. No. Khalil Mack. This is a very much less famous one, but still oh, very okay. nice. He's a, he's a really funny comedian from Philly. Um, and uh, I, I see him from time to time. We do shows together, and he always gets really excited about it. Um, our, the Philly connection. I, could, I can agree with that because I think there's a reason, Tommy, like we have an Eagles bar in Santa Monica called The Brit, and I think we haven't been there in two years. 
Oh, yeah, because we, we went there three times and lost each time. Right. So when he's saying he won't go somewhere like where they've got no one three record, people always ask me what the Eagles bar is and why I don't go to it. And I'm right. like, because we, we've never won when, when we've gone there. Right. So we can't go to our own Eagles bar. And we did go down the street, though, against Atlanta at the King's Head Tavern, which was where when the Britannia fills up to capacity, the spillover goes to King's Head. Also, we were meeting Atlanta fans to watch the game there in a bold uh, come-together move. Uh, so we thought a European soccer bar would be the best. Uh, <laughs> and that bartender and, was and, not and you prepared. Know what? And it still turned into a fucking Eagles show. It was. I met so many Eagles fans, but that bartender just thought it was going to be a normal day in European soccer because he was really uh, sweating uh, behind the bar. Remember that bartender? Because we all overtook the bar, and he's like, what the fuck are all these people doing here? Well, I only say that because I could never get a beer. Okay. Um, I And so I think... For the Super Bowl, and I'd like to propose this to you, Tommy. I have talked to a couple Eagles fans because our other Eagles bar that we've never watched an Eagles game at is some hole on uh, called Sports Harbor. It's closing, isn't it? Not after, before after this year. Yeah. yeah, so we got to go there for the Super Bowl. I mean, it's something to consider. I'm, I'm open to talks of this because yeah. we need to be around Eagles fans no matter what happens. Yeah. You know. So, anyways, that's maybe where we're gonna be um, fan base. If you want to come hang out. All the all the millions of fans playing with balls has is um, <laughs> that's where we're gonna be, but um, so what do you guys th- you know what coming up here? What is your objective outlook on the Super Bowl? I can climb any pole with Crisco on it. <laughs> why don't Eagles? <laughs> why was, don't Eagles fans always do that? Or Philly fans? Because that's this isn't the uh, first time they've greased the poles. You know, well, I mean, they did during the World they, Series. They came out with the grease in the poles right before the game or like an hour, a couple hours before the game. I'm like, you guys are setting yourself up for it to happen now. Like, yeah, we, but we did see, it for the, you know, we that's because. The, uh, World, this... Yeah, I know. We did it for the World Series game. I, I remember. Um, but then when they greased the pole, I think they reminded everybody that we did that because then everybody started trying to do it now. You know, if if we want that pole in the Delaware River, we'll get that fucking pole in the <laughs> we'll, river. We'll get it there, yeah. <laughs> you know, so you can do all you want. Yeah, well, and then after they did the Crisco, a cop made a dumb joke. He said something like, uh, warning, everybody keep it safe tonight with your celebrations after the Eagles won, and your only enemy is saturated fats or something like that. Because it was like Crisco. (laughs) But I think it's because, yeah. But So they made a big deal of it, like, as if Eagles fans were really going to do that. They did it once, and I think people were just, people were so excited when we won the World Series. Come on. Yeah, I, I never understood the flipping of cars. Like, you know, like imagine running out yeah. to the street all psyched to join the chaos and you're they cheering, we won, worst. we won, and they're flipping your car. It's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. We won. I mean, and, that's... And the worst thing, and the worst thing we did um, for this one was throw beers at the, uh, the bus while it left. Yeah. The yeah. bus? I mean, oh, the Vikings bus? It, yeah. The Vikings bus. So they're making out that we were going to, like, murder yeah, somebody. Yeah, but whatever, dude. Do. The Vikings players went and, and uh, tarnished Rocky. Yeah, you can't do that. That's fucked. No, yeah, they did their crawl thing at the Rocky statues. Fuck off. Well, then that's that, why they lost so bad. Yeah, Rocky got him. And you know, and and we did not taunt them. And now that's why they're not playing in the Super Bowl. Not until home. they entered our stadium. Yeah. You know, yeah. and this no, is just a known thing about whole, entering our I, stadium. And I said that to the Atlanta fans we watched with too. As soon as we sat down, they started talking shit. And I said, you know what, guys. You go ahead and talk your shit. I just remember what happened to you in the fourth quarter last year when you guys all started taking shots at the beginning, and Shannon and I looked at each other and said, it's too soon. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 I, and, and I remember what happened last week with Georgia 
in the you know in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I think you guys are queued up for failure, especially now that you're talking shit. So I'm just gonna sit back and wait for it. Yeah. And it came. Well, well and it they was were beautiful. talking. They were talking so much trash all the way up to this game about our fans and about invading Philadelphia and like acting like they're so tough. And then they get there, and now they're just complaining that we're terrible fans because of like one, like like one video that came out, which it was bad. Yeah, whatever. There was a couple of videos that came out, but you taunted the fans. You taunted the fans, and you you disgraced a uh, like an art museum that's right. like you know one of you know what I mean? Like no, and we're not going to react. You're going to shut down. Yeah, you're going to watch us to, like destroy our like you know what we love. You find all the steps to do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny that's I, mean, you, yeah. I, I like that you said there was one video that's it we yeah. only did but like <laughs> you, from yeah, an obje- just, the objective yeah, mindset of affiliate but you know what it's because the three of us and most people that we associate with I said most not all are not degenerate sports fans okay like I I have my my pluses and my minuses about my behavior during Eagles games I know that I could have maybe ignited a fight at the Rams game. I didn't, but not on purpose, but just from my passion, right? Yeah. And my talking shit to the air. Right. Like, I wasn't actually... But but people didn't like it, you know? But... So, I, I think I've... Di- I, it's an East Coast attitude that, that we all project. Yeah. I, but, only, I only fight other Philly fans. <laughs> yeah, you yeah you keep it in, you keep it on the inside, for sure. You well, promote yeah, from within. Keep it in well, the that's, that's allowed. Yeah. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. You, should, yeah. you know, it happens all the time. Yeah, then they make up punches. afterwards and everything's all good. So. Right. Have a beer, for some chicken pizza afterwards. Yeah, well, for the most part, exactly. <laughs> so, check this out. Green Lean uh you know our traveling deal our eagles peeps they are uh, they're putting a t- they have a super bowl package they've put together and um i'm keeping my eye on the time for no, you no, no, tommy's no. got five minutes before he turns into a pumpkin yeah um they're putting together a uh they put together a super bowl package seven grand a person Ooh. that's that's expensive though isn't it that's going to be more than well, my RV. I mean, the ticket. You have an RV? No, but I was thinking we were talking about renting one. That's not a bad idea. What, for the, the Super Bowl? Yeah, like no tickets necessary. Tickets are five grand? No, no tickets yeah, necessary. That's, Just that's RV. Like RV. That would be fun. Well, you know, I, I think after I spent an arm and a leg, I had to finance a payment back to my friend to go to the national championship <laughs> just because it happened first. That w- that cost me like four grand to to go to see Clemson play Alabama right. um, in that championship game. So I'm kind of like, I can't do this every year. I mean, I guess it's not a bad problem to have. Not a good problem. Yeah, uh, but I, I would love to go, but everybody <laughs> keeps saying, like, you need to go, you need to go. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm not, I, you know... I, my podcast doesn't pay me millions of dollars yet, so right. uh, I think we're just we should just go to a hole in the wall sports bar where everybody's an Eagles fan. You know, and the only reason I had that barbecue last week was uh, trying to merge family and friends. Yeah, you know, I didn't want any responsibility on fucking game day. I can't. But, you know, I can't go with the baby and all. So what am I gonna do with this fucking kid? I'm, yeah, just ditch everybody, go to the birds game. I mean, I'm thinking about it seriously. But ser- you know what? He <laughs> he was representing in his adorable Embiid onesie. Tyler, uh, little yeah. Trey was wearing an Embiid onesie. Trust the process. <laughs> That's, that's awesome. Uh, when he when he talked, I said he sounds like Embiid too. But that my <laughs> me, my only beef was I think for the Super Bowl especially my only issue is that a lot of people that were at your house, albeit our friends, 
don't didn't care about the game because they're not like fans of either one. So like there was a lot of yip yap in yeah. the living room about YouTube videos and nonsensical things that had nothing to do with football. That yeah. there was like a little bit of shit talking. I, and I'm I had like, to flag one guy about it too. Yeah. So yeah. I think when oh I cursed out Dante's brother. I had just met him for the first time. I said this is a fucking Eagles household. And if you because he was saying shit under his breath like Nick Foles throwing interception, and I was like yo. Cause he's a Giants fan, <laughs> so I was like, you know, I, I kind of got, I, I kind of got a little upset about that, but I. And I told her one buddy, this is the, you know, this is uh, the church of the Eagles on Sunday. Don't yeah. be coming in here and making jokes you like because you don't like football that much about fucking putting on college basketball and it's day seven of the Australian Open. Get the fuck out. Go birds. This yeah. is church. Do not disrespect the yeah, Red Eagle in church. Well, see, you're you have all Eagles yeah, fans all there. That's the thing. See, exactly. here's what I want, and I'm not saying it's gonna happen, Tommy, but this is what I want in a perfect world. I decided. I either want to go to the Eagles sports bar, the dive with you and Dante. Dante's mm -hmm. our other friend who we talk about sometimes who by the, oh, his superstition is he's growing a beard. Poorly, um, but he's—we're not letting him shave, so he just looks. Yeah, I don't know. Patch Adams over Patch there. Patch Adams. Yeah. Um, either that to be around Eagles fans, win or lose, or if we can't, or the uh, the uh, second option would be to just be around Eagles fans only wherever we are. Right, right. I really think that's the best way to do it that's because the, we have friends, we can hang out with them whenever, but they don't give a shit, and it's like distracting, and it's like people get wasted, and it's like we need to harness all of the what's a say something profound tommy harness the holly roseman got executive of the year yeah did you see that that's profound did you see him try to dance with the defense yeah. when they were Good like you howie when they were like twerking on the field howie uh looked a little out of place that's right but you know what he's um, got his own rhythm you know he does and he does making moves for the birds you're right so anyways we'll talk about the super bowl later but i just wanted to to say that that's i think it's important to be around people that are like-minded in this particular case. You yeah, know? well, yeah, you want the passion all flow the same way. Yeah. Uh, but let's, how sweet will this be if we get redemption against Brady and the <sighs> fucking Patriots? And he might even retire after this year, right? Um, I think he was talking about one of the play. Oh, you know, well, well, maybe it's Belichick. It might be his last year, maybe. I don't know. Uh, no, I mean they're. I, I'm I in his dirty sweatpants. Well, here's what I think. I just want our bowl when I want it against them. I think that, of course, and like you said this earlier, Tommy, the odds are stacked against us because anybody that goes up against the Patriots is an underdog because they've had what seven Super Bowls and they've only lost two. Mm -hmm. So, out of, and they out of seven to so the Giants. Yeah, so those odds are pretty fucking good. But they have been to t twice to an NFC team. Right. Uh, I mean, even though. They beat us I mean, in they, 2005. You know, they, they definitely have obviously lost the playoffs because they, I mean, they've been to the playoffs almost every single year since Brady's been on the team. But so they've he, lost in the playoffs, but it's, you know, far and few when they lose. Well, and here's the thing. Uh, if we can beat the New England Patriots with our backup quarterback, that's just crazy town to me. That I mean, I mean, town. I'm not take Nick Foles out of it. Just like, like, look at that on paper. That's really insane. The other thing, too, is... Um, you know, I do watch New England play and, and I and they I feel like I just feel like we have to like 
we have to really just be ready for like all the tricks because they got a lot of tricks, man. They it, do they do the kind of the same thing in a lot of the games. Even when they suck it up, they can close. They freaking close. Well, you know what Tom Brady does, and it's not rocket science. He fucking fourth quarter he throws he throws bombs down the sideline because because the chances the percentage is always in his favor of Fly. is his receiver going to catch it. Or is he going to get a pass interference flag um, versus not catching it? So the odds are always in their favor. That's a New England staple. Yeah, well, I mean, and it works. They, it works a lot it's of the time. Gonna be, it's always going to be in their favor if they pay the refs the way they do. I mean, it's just, you know. <laughs> they pay the refs the way they do? <laughs> yeah, so. Well, you know, I mean, we all see Tom Brady play. There, it, we can't deny no, I know. He's Tom a, Brady. I'm not gonna, yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, we got to be ready for that. Like, our no. safeties and our corners have to be ready for that traditional play that they do. They do it every fourth quarter, and that's how we make – that's not the only way, but that's no. traditionally how he makes comebacks. He puts it right in their hands, or he gets pass interference calls. 25% of the time, and this is a made-up stat, it doesn't work. <laughs> 75% of the time, it works. So – He's going to try to do it to us, and we ha- can't have, like, Darby and others. Oh, right. We have to be ready for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, we, I think we have a big benefit in this game, too. I mean, we have two players that were on the Super Bowl team last year with Blunt and um, Long. I mean, we have a coach who's been successful in his career against the Patriots. We beat the Patriots, what, like a couple of years ago with a lot of the same players. Um, and also, Andy Reid beat him this year. We run a very similar system because he's an Andy Reid coach. And yeah, Doug Peterson. So, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's a lot of beneficials. With, I, I mean, I think we at least are going to have a great game plan going to the game. If we win, that's, I mean, you know, up to what happens, obviously. But I think we have, and, and like, any shot than ever to win. Well, and defense is what it comes down to. And our defense, I, I mean, I, I have all the faith in the world in our defense, you know? <laughs> I believe. Defense has been the top top five best defense in the league. Yeah, year. and they played their asses yeah, off in the playoffs. Yeah. They're on they're on fire. They're they're playing on crack. Like they're amazing. Oh, wow. After the last they're game of the year against Dallas, <laughs> I was so scared. Well, but, yeah. But, but this is but yeah. But that's because we didn't care. Hey, hey, they're playing. You know, they're I didn't even watch great. that game. They're, As a hardcore Eagles fan, I did not even watch that game. It's up to the great eagle in the sky. It is up to the great eagle in the sky, and we've got to sign out here. Because, you know, I think we've said all we can say for this week. Yeah. You know, we Go covered birds. all the bases. Go birds. Tyler, <laughs> thanks again for joining us. And I would say that the next time the three of us come back together is post-Super Bowl. Let's hope. Win Let's or lose, hope. we'll be back. I would leave one thought. Right. Okay. I have an eight-year-old nephew who became an Eagles fan this year as, as it was in his blood before he knew it. That's exciting. Is... Doesn't create a different Eagle fan to get a Super Bowl your first year of being a fan. Ooh. And, <clears throat> you know, oh, that's a, of. a new generation of Eagles fan versus somebody who suffered through it. Like, I joke with my stepsons like, who like Pittsburgh, you know, that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, because that's Thought, when they like came that. with puber- pubescent age and Pittsburgh was winning. They like Pittsburgh, you know, Eagles yeah. suck. So I joke with them, like. <laughs> Like, I will get divorced less than you because I've been hardened by being an Eagles fan. <laughs> so what will happen to my eight-year-old nephew if we win the Super Bowl? Man, that is crazy. I, I, I think that's a that – I, I think – I don't know. I'm speechless, actually. To win a Super Bowl the first year you become an Eagles fan, like a true Eagles fan from the city, right, yeah. or from yeah. the area. Um, 
man, your life is going to be so easy. I don't know. You're never going to know what true struggles are. You, are. are you chasing a, a, an original high the rest of your life that you, that is going to be tough to obtain again? Or are you, uh, or, or is this our new dynasty? Oh, will we be back in that bowl for the next four out of eight years? Oh, that'd be awesome. Wow. <laughs> Let's just take a moment to yeah, think yeah, about yeah. that. <laughs> we're all like, oh my God. Whoa, what do you I say? Can... All right, well, you know what? Right now we're game by out. game. What's that, Tyler? So I'm already going to pass out thinking about yeah. that. So. In your room of emotions. Yeah. Like, game yeah. by game. By game. AKA the bathroom. Okay, yeah. well, T, thanks for joining us. As always, Thank you. Um, Thank you're you. my favorite brother. And yes. Yes. <laughs> and Tommy, my favorite well, brother from th another mother. Thank you, guys. Always and a pleasure. And we will debrief in a little bit less than two weeks here. Uh, uh, 13 days. Or, well, whenever we come back after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Go, Birds. Yes, go, go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly. Go, Birds. Bye. Ciao.